The podcast is yours. No one will interfere. Do as you please. Everybody. This is Ryan. This is Jack. This is Chris. And this. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, this is Andrew. And welcome to another edition of the only podcast that matters. You gotta lay off those cigars, oh, man. Good morning, sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad for you. Uh, uh, I can't do the Batman voice. I don't have it. <sighs> That's all right. It's fine. Some of us do, some of us don't. <laughs> you know what? You'll probably be just as much in the running for Batman as anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you smoke a pack a day it's, and you're uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, you gotta clear your throat up for. Yeah, exactly. Get, yeah, get you a lozenge. <laughs> anyway, so welcome to Batcast Returns, the second in a unofficial series of about 150 episodes about Batman. Well, <laughs> <laughs> those with Jack in them. Yeah, Saga Cast, Film Cast. Have we gotten through Batcast. an episode of the show ever without mentioning Batman? It's probably never. There's a laundry list of items that yeah. we can't get through the show that we're referring. Homestar Runner, South Park, Batman, <laughs> George uh, Carlin. George, thank you, George. Yeah. So it never ends. But anyway, uh, we did Batcast last summer. Episode 95, if you want to go back and listen to it, it was actually Jack, Corey, and myself talking about our experiences with Batman growing up and all that, and our expectations for The Dark Knight Rises, and now that that's been out for a year, we figure it's time to finally discuss The Dark Knight Rises and get Ryan and Andrew in on the conversation. Spoilers if you haven't seen Oh yeah, if you haven't seen The Dark Knight Rises by now, it's then... Been, it's, yeah, it's been a year. It's on yeah, HBO, it's on, you can rent it, you can buy it. Even Andrew has seen it by now. I yeah. own it. The statute of limitations on spoilers has passed. Surpassed. Now. Well, yeah, for a so. movie that's that big, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But we're definitely going to talk quite a bit about Batman just in general because everyone certainly has different experience. Granted, Jack and I already shared ours last year, so let's just kick off with the two of you. What's your first introduction, let's say, to Batman was? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it probably had to do with the Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton movie. Indeed it which did. Which was, yeah, the yeah. exposure Actually, of pretty no. much everybody. No, what was I yours then? I watched the Adam West version. Oh, okay. Prior yeah, to that. Prior, out. before Batman, before Michael Keaton, I saw the 60s, the Adam West version. Gotcha. Now, was that around the time, because like, they were showing that on TV all the time, too, when Batman came out. I remember that was my first introduction also. They used yeah. to run it in the afternoons, I think, even yeah, before like the movie Yeah, like several times a day, too, like uh, in the morning like and the I think yeah. it was Nickelodeon that had it on, Nick at Night, maybe. I used to see it if I like, like, stayed home from was, school. If I was sick, it would be on at like 1 and 2 in the afternoon or something. They would show yeah, the old episode. Yeah, it would be on constantly because mm-hmm. Batman was everywhere at that time, so they had to feed the beast. Even prior to that, though. I was yeah, aware yeah. of it. I never watched it because I thought, hey, what's this? I mean, it just had no interest. Yeah. The episodes were on here and there. I, I, I caught a, a few of them, but... I'm almost certain I saw the... Uh, the it Mike doesn't hold up. Batman I watched a couple on the hub, and it's kind of like, wow, this is... No. Yeah, where you just see on the screen, like, bow, blam. Yeah. 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 My favorite one was when the People giant clam punched. ate Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should be the other ridiculous. way around. Yeah, I was going to say. There's questions about Robin's sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that explains it. It's like, no, come on. Robin, they, be wasn't, straight. Wasn't there a Batman serial? 
I'm sure oh, there, yes, was. there was. There was a cereal for everything in the 80s. Yeah, you well, yeah. yeah. And they, they, cause Except pretty, Garbage Pail Kids. That would have been gross. No, was it Batman <laughs> cereal or or like uh, it was ta- Batman Time cereal. Life Magazine where you could send away... No, no, it was Batman cereal. Time Life Magazine is all for cereal. Huh? No. <laughs> listen to my Andrew, sta- wake up. Listen to my statement before you motherfuckers start saying shit. Thirteen ninety five a month. You there get was a Batman it, cereal it, shipped to you. It, God damn it. It was either Batman cereal or Time Life magazine where you could send away and you get four exclusive Batman comics that they they were basically reissues from the 60s golden era Batman. I can oh, see that as something Time yeah. Life would do. That I remember the well Batman cereal. I got a and bank li- with and it. They were That's like, all I like, got. All right, shut up. We, we already did an hour on everything you grew up with that was Batman, <laughs> which was every fucking toy that came out between 1989 and 1997. They were like little 7-inch comics. They weren't full-size comic books. Oh, they're like mini reprints. Yeah. I gotcha. I got those. I remember getting those. for My, my grandmother got them for me. Cool. Just, just, yeah, still yeah, yeah. I sent away for more free shit courtesy of cereal box tops. Right? Let me tell you. <laughs> do you and, still have them? No, they're probably locked away somewhere when we moved. But I think I, I think I have one of them still. They're probably eaten and destroyed and yellow. Yeah, because you have no value yeah, yeah. of comics when you're six. No, no, yeah, no, well, no yeah, they're, not at all. they're not bagged and boarded. Let's put it that way. God, no. <laughs> Andrew didn't have the presence of mind when he was six. I could have had fucking det- uh, Action Comics number one somewhere, and it's destroyed. That thing goes for two million dollars right now. Yeah. Oh, I'll bet. It sucks when you don't know how much the stuff is worth. Oh, of course. Well, it's crazy to look at how stuff like that has appreciated in value like crazy. Right. I mean, even looking at some of the Ghostbusters toys we grew up on. And even if it didn't, just for the nostalgia's sake, like all my toys from when I was a kid are just gone. Oh, all yeah. my Batman really? stuff, all my Ninja Turtle stuff, wow. all my Man. Ghostbuster stuff, it's all gone. Your parents were awful to you. Yeah, yeah. what the fuck? Yard sales. That's well, you know what? what? I, I yeah, they, they either gave it away, threw it away. I, I really don't know how it happened, but the, all the shit's gone. You kind of lose track of that stuff, though, when you when you become a teenager. Right. And you you kind of have that weird transitional period where you kind of want to forget about everything from your childhood. Right. And you're... Finding your way as what you think is an adult, and then <laughs> you're pushing you're... thirty, and you start collecting toys again. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, oh sudden, man, yeah, I'm I wish I had er- all that stuff. <laughs> having an early life crisis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're me, and you just kept uh, kept going at it. Yeah, Jack had all the toys anyway, because you know, yeah, rich kid. <laughs> so Jack got every Bat Cave and Batmobile, and right back when there were Jeffrey dollars, the Toys R Us. Yeah. Spent Holy them shit! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Before gift cards, I had Jeffrey dollars. Wake up, eighties babies! It's your time to shine. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jeffrey Dollars. Jeffrey Dollars. Fuck, I remember that. Actually, I remember one time, while we're talking about toys really quick, and then we'll get back to Batman, but when my mother called in some radio station and won a $100 gift certificate to Lionel Kitty City. Do you guys remember that store? No, not it at all. It was over by Ocean Kitty County City. Mall. Yeah. Lionel me. Kitty City turns your frown upside down. I nope. think I do. Okay. Nope. Now. Well, fuck you. It was $100, and I got some toys. So, there you go. <laughs> nice. so I don't care short, if you yeah. remember it. Yeah, they gave me free shit. So there. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I was loaded. So yeah, exactly. You got your hundred dollars once. I had sent his butler out to get him toys. It was all free for Jack. Anyway, so theatrical Batman series. Now I'm going to be asking, obviously, you two your opinions quite a bit. I'm sure. Well, Jack loves everything Batman, so we don't need to ask his yeah. opinion. But he again, he and I kind of did an hour on it last year, so. We, we don't need to elaborate to it, so too much. Well, it's all yeah, fresh. I'm, I'm no, never going to listen to it. We don't so need to double up yeah. on uh, on the the content, though. We know about the toys, yeah. our introduction to Batman. Like I said, go back and listen to episode 95 yeah. if but, you want to hear about it. But theatrically, given the original four movies and then the three Christopher Nolan Dark Knight movies, I can look at them as separate entities. And they are. Neither one... Yeah, they, they don't... Affect, like, the newer movies don't affect my 
love for the older movies. No, not at all. Yeah, exactly. They not stand on their own. I mean, with the older movies, I, I really only enjoyed the first two. The other yeah, two were, were pretty terrible. Well, like I, Batman, Michael Keaton, obviously, you and said Batman, you Batman Returns. Forever. forever was good because I liked Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Maybe not his costume, but the well, his acting as the Riddler I thought was great. At that time, it was perfect. Yeah. Jim Carrey to be the, in that role. I mean, yeah. such a goofy character. There aren't a lot of goofy Batman villains, yeah. and they already did the Joker, but he obviously has a dark side to him as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they already did that. But for Riddler, yeah, perfect. Yeah, he, he was the biggest was comedy perfect. star at the time, so it was a natural fit. And they actually said it in the documentary. It's like none of them were really stars before that movie, and then when that movie hit, they were all like Val Kilmer, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Like well, bigger I'm, stars because of that. I think, I think it resuscitated Val Kilmer to a degree. He was a big hit in the 80s and certainly Top Gun and stuff like that. But right. in the 90s, I mean, after Batman Forever, he did The Saint, and that did pretty well. So I, mean, I can't really think of a movie he was headlining before that. But uh, anyway, yeah, like Tommy Lee Jones, I think, had done The Fugitive, and maybe that was it. That's the only thing I'd heard of him from. And then all of yeah. a sudden, Tommy Lee Jones was in was a movie a month. Big. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I actually did revisit the movies, well, really quickly to to get back to the 1989 Batman, which is where this all starts for the majority of us. I didn't have a lot of affection for the old TV series and just didn't like kind of the campiness of it. And I did see the old movie once when I was a kid and just didn't never revisited it because I just, just not going to hold up mask. Well, (laughs) yeah. Well, for that time, TV was pretty much tame. When you look at stuff like that, it couldn't be, it's not like now where there are every primetime show is a cop show, except ABC. That's chick programming. But every primetime show has a certain, demographic they're looking for but back then because there were three channels and they only broadcast for 10 hours a day they had to make stuff that appealed to everybody so they want to make something kind of adult in batman and they did with superman too superman was like 40 years old <laughs> in the the original black and white series yeah it, it so they had live action too yeah so they had to make stuff that appealed to all age groups because there, there, what, there the, weren't choices like there are now and there wasn't like inflated budgets for television shows. It pretty Not much like just that. that's why they had to paint eyebrows on some Batman. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or that was an Adam West suggestion. You know, he should have some eyebrows. Because he's Batman. He not, was, not on his face, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> on, his, on his, his actual mask. Cowl. Yeah, that's what we need. And then uh, what, what was the Joker? What was his, what the actor played the Joker? Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero yes. with the lipstick. Well, he didn't. He, apparently, he never shaved his mustache. He didn't want to ever shave his mustache, so they had to like cover him up with the, so much makeup. Ah, uh, yeah. Hmm. He like flat out refused to do it. Man, got guys in their mustaches, especially during that era. Yeah. What can we say? Yeah, Shane. <laughs> now, yeah, exactly. Well, that was more the Penguin. I think it was that kind of character. Yeah. Was Burgess Meredith. Yeah, you're a bum, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you heard. But the. Uh, Original, the 1989 Batman, when I say original Batman, I mean, the, obviously the first Tim Burton Batman, for the sake of argument. I actually went to a screening of that out at the Arclight, a very nice, fancy theater you lucky in Hollywood, you. yeah, in March, because I thought, man, I haven't, I'm, I'm one of the only people I know who saw that movie in the theater, because I was seven when it came out. Mm. So I thought, man, I have, as much as I know the movie very well, it had been a while since I'd seen it, I think I bought it. I watched it when I bought it on Blu-ray in yeah, I still like 2009. Done that. Yeah, when it came out on Blu-ray, I bought it too, and I still haven't watched it. No, see, I watched since, it. Yeah. It's cleaned that up. Time, there's yeah. things I can yeah. see on the Blu-ray that I never could see with a grainy VHS tape. Yeah, right. or, the, or that on the TV scene on the, I top had the roof, grainy it's like, VHS tape. Yeah, yeah, it was so dark. Whereas yeah, now, there's actually dark. some kind of clarity to it. Yeah, but to see it in the theater was fun because I like going to those fan screenings. Frankly, more often than going to uh, see new movies, just because everyone who's there is a fan. 
Right. Nobody had their cell phone out. No one was talking during the movie. Mm. People were just there who dug the movie. Some people were there's dressed love up, there. too. Like, there's people when we go to like Ghostbusters and Back to the Future, people fucking love it. Yeah, they're and there I, because they want to see it. Most they, people aren't new to it. Some people dress up. Some people bring DeLoreans. Like, it, it's the fan <laughs> experience that goes with it. Yeah, exactly. A bunch of people have Batman and Joker t-shirts from different eras or based on the comic art or whatever. But it was cool just to go to the movie and see it with an audience all around the same age. All people in their late 20s, early 30s. Maybe a few people who are older than that or younger than that. But overall, people our age. And it was great to see it on the big screen again. And I mean, I don't remember it too much from when I was a kid as far as the, the theatrical experience was. Well, that was kind of your only option back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> because it took forever for stuff to get broadcast on TV or not or everything came VHS. out on VHS. Yeah. A big movie like Batman came out for sale on VHS. Oh, yeah. A handful a of movies. A year later. Yeah. Except Disney movies. <laughs> not a lot of stuff came out to, to yeah. buy. So it was a big deal, and that was one of the first yeah. movies I owned. But to see that in the theater was so much fun, so much so that, and I didn't have this point of reference last year, but I actually bought, for better or worse, uh, the individual three sequels to those on Blu-ray. I bought Batman Returns because <laughs> I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I never really liked it. So I thought, all right, I do want to see this again. And Batman Forever. And Batman and Robin. <laughs> I know. I, I bought it yeah, anyway. See, I, I, mean, I dropped 10 bucks on the it. The Michael Keaton Batman, the first one, it, it was relatively dark. With the exception of the Joker. I mean, Jack Nicholson's phenomenal. Oh, definitely. But I feel like his Joker was very, very goofy. And then each movie got more progressively goofy as as they went along. Well, they said something in the documentary of each Batman movie Ryan, was kind of like Returns a different incarnation. At all. What's that? I don't think Returns was goofy at all. No, Returns was dark. I mean, it, it was yeah. it was dark. In, in a lot of people didn't like Returns. Ways, like, a lot of people were scared like of the Penguin and didn't want to see that in I, the theater. Like, I, I didn't really take him that seriously, though. Like Danny DeVito, he was good as the Penguin, but I, I wasn't frightened of him. Oh, he didn't scare me at all. I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, like I, I wasn't scared of the Jack Nicholson it, Joker like, either because he was just kind of you know dancing around and right. He was he was kind of goofy. Like, I, I was terrified of Heath Ledger's Joker. Terrified. <laughs> yeah, he's just a, a fucking psycho. In the movie. <laughs> and you were twenty five, and I was still terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would have been though if I were eight years old and I oh, said I this on the show last anybody... year. I would have been terrified to see something like the Dark Knight. Same thing, PG thirteen yeah. movie, just like the original four Batman movies were. Every Batman movie, the exception of this sixties one, was right. PG thirteen. But there's a drastic difference when it comes to the amount of violence or gunplay or anything else. Whereas it was kind of silly yeah. in Batman, but in the Dark Knight. It was definitely more intense, and right. it probably would have freaked me out between Two Face and the Joker, and then just all yeah. the, all the people getting shot. <laughs> and <laughs> it was you know, crazy. the last three, they've they've had their jokes, you know, here and there with you know Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine, and there, there's a little bit of there's some light lightheartedness, but they're they're just so much darker than the original movies, no, and I just I, I enjoyed them more because of that. Yeah, I wouldn't ever subject a kid to watch any of those. Like, I would never imagine a parent would. Like, That's not true. A, a you would absolutely. It's the first thing you're going to do when there's a child in your proximity. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to make them sit down and yeah, watch as soon Batman as your kids movies, can Jack. Speak, well, no, yeah. no, no, I don't like, believe you for I'm, a minute. I'm talking about the Dark Knight movies, the Dark Knight trilogy. No, you're still going to make them watch yeah. that. Listen, you need to be indoctrinated in this right now, just like I was. And you're going to grow up loving Batman whether you like it or not. Meanwhile, you're like babysitting <laughs> for Ryan. <laughs> Ryan's kids up screaming all night. Like, what happened? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jack, 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 I love Batman just as much as you do, but you can't do that to him. <laughs> it's too much. I was terrified. I was 25. We talked about this. Yeah. We've been over this, Jack. <laughs> but definitely, having revisited Batman Returns, and I haven't seen that easily since my age began with a one. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that in such a long time. And I think the thing that put me off about it originally was that it was pretty dark. Like it definitely visually, didn't have like visually dark or storyline. No, the storyline is like enough. an abandoned child. The opening scene was enough to freak me out as a and kid. And then just everything with 
with Catwoman and the Penguin, I thought was just darker. There was a lightheartedness because of the Joker, because Jack Nicholson played so hilariously, which now, having seen it again after a couple of years, I have even more of an appreciation for his performance, where I think, wow, he really does steal the movie. Even though I, I like Michael Keaton probably as, as Batman more than any other character who plays Batman. I love Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne, but as far as oh, Batman, I, I, 100% I agree. feel like there's something that's a bit more brooding about he doesn't Michael talk. Keaton's Batman. He doesn't talk. Either. Yeah, exactly. He's not doing this, which yeah. everybody laughs, laughs at. And like when he says, like when he corners the Joker at the end of the first movie, he's like, you kill my parents. It's like you feel that. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. definitely more of a... You, can ne- you couldn't really see his eyes. He, he just really embodied what Batman Yeah, had. you know, after two hours of knowing full well who the Joker really was, being Jack Napier was a, the link they made in that movie, having killed Bruce Wayne's parents, yeah, he definitely... You know, you were waiting for that build-up, yeah. so there was definitely more weight behind it when it finally happened, that showdown in the, in the church or the bell tower. But um, every Batman movie, from what they said in the documentaries, kind of made sense. Every film was a different incarnation of Batman. The Batman that they went for was of the of the Killing Joke era in the first film in 1989, and then the one in the 92 one was supposed to be at the, the 90s Batman, whereas the ones in Batman Forever and Batman and Robin were like more of the hokey like 50s, 60s Batman. And they definitely nailed that, intentionally or unintentionally, because Batman and Robin was a complete homage to the original series, if anything. Well, yeah, that series where Batman and Robin are working together, there really wasn't, I mean, unless there is an era where that went dark... Where it was just Batman and Robin and not just Nightwing. Because I know they kind of modeled the costume after Nightwing, which I think was Dick Grayson's character in the comics. I don't know yes. how much no, you, later you can. You're, okay. you're right. You're right. So well, I don't know about modeling the, the, the costume, but like your reference to Dick Grayson in that. Right. He was on. never Robin. He was Nightwing, wasn't he? He was. He was okay. the first Robin. He was Robin. Okay. He was the first Robin, then he grew up. And gotcha. then he became Nightwing. And now, actually, he's Batman. Oh, really? In, in, in one of the current in runs the, of the In the current book? run of Batman, he is Batman. Bruce Wayne is supposedly dead. Which he really isn't. He's like running some other underground operation. And Dick Grayson is Batman. Um, Damian Wayne, the son of Talia al Ghul and Bruce Wayne, was Robin for a while. And oh, now they had a kid. That's yeah. I didn't know about that. That's why when I went into watching Rises, I saw the, char- I saw the character and I'm like, that's fucking Talia al Ghul. That's fucking Talia al Ghul. Oh, that was rumored forever. And then all of a sudden, Andrew looked it up online before even seeing the movie. No, I didn't. <laughs> the movie had been out for six months before. It's <laughs> no, I'm actually, kidding. no, I kept, I kept myself pretty, dis- pretty guarded. No, yeah, you do like the from, surprise away just... from that because I knew I, li- I liked the Nolan Batman's. Plus, you guys were all up in arms the fact that I didn't see it in the theaters with you guys. Well, and so I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to read anything. Or just in it. general, like you could have went and just saw it anytime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to read anything. I know Bane's in it. I know Batman. I know these characters in it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then she comes on stage and I'm like, that's fucking Talia al Ghul. And then it turns around and I'm like, that was really well played. Like, right, I like yeah. it. And then... I mean, they did fuck in the movie, but then she died, so... <laughs> yeah, so yeah. she never gave birth. Yeah. Well, no, that's one of the interesting things that they do. But just her character in general, like, her character being present in the story after Ra's al Ghul supposedly died, mm-hmm. it, it, I like that, that they, they included her in there. See, that's one of the things I've looked at more so, especially with the frequency that comic book movies have been coming out, and especially, actually, with, uh, with Iron Man 3 having just come out, I did go back and kind of read about summaries of storylines for certain runs of the comic and see how they took certain elements from this and combined it into what what they did in the movie because they're trying to make a movie they're not trying to make they're they're not trying to animate the comic basically right. they're trying to make it its own story so i do think it's interesting the way they pull these elements or in the case of the first four batman movies that they didn't like i said kind of disregarding the 60s one the campy one they um 
pretty much took different elements and based the movies on, like Jack said, like a certain era, a certain run of the book. And they did, I mean, with as dark as Batman Returns was, I haven't just watched it, it definitely was. I like it more now than I did when I was a kid. But you can kind of see where they made the turn and wanted to lighten it up and make it more kid-friendly with Batman Forever. Because now they had a franchise. Right. And that's where they got a little bit goofier, but it's... I don't know. I did enjoy Batman Forever, even as a kid, just because I thought, oh, okay, well, this is kind of fun. It's it's bright. It's not nearly as dark. And especially yeah. after Batman Returns, it felt more, oh, okay, this is definitely more lighthearted. And yeah, it's a little bit of cheesiness. And hey, there's Robin. Yeah. He's he appealed to more kid. people easily. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And it made more money than Batman the second Returns, one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they decided they were going to roll ahead with Batman and Robin, which having watched that, I think I've seen it maybe twice. Saw it opening weekend <laughs> when it came out, a week after seeing Con Air, I believe. And <laughs> big drop off there. Oh man, what a time! But <laughs> yeah, what a time when I can get into movies and not be seventeen. <laughs> I was fifteen at the time. But having seen Batman and Robin again, I get why they did it, <laughs> and I get why it's so cheesy and the dialogue really? bad and all that. Explain yeah. it to me then. Well, it's because they wanted to make a movie for kids. I mean, even you look at the posters. And you see heroes, and it's got everybody in what looks like an action figure pose, and villains is another poster. And I remember seeing those posters around theaters for months before the movie came out, and it's basically a big ad for the toys. And especially where you have the finale where they go to the planetarium or whatever it is. I've already forgotten Observatory. It. Thank you. And... They have the the Batman and Robin finale suits where they're black and silver. Yeah. Here's another set of toys we can sell to and, suckers and like the, the Franco family. Yeah. Because, hey, look, here's and Batman the vehicles for two suit. minutes, and then all of a sudden that's on every toy shelf that's the big yeah, toy for exactly. Batman. Well, there was a conscious effort, like Joel Schumacher said. I also wanted to watch the special features, frankly. I'm a special features whore. So I wanted to see the special features for each individual movie and kind of understand it better because I dig the production stuff and the, what goes on behind the camera and all that other pompous sounding stuff. I did want to see what kind of went into it and everybody. I mean, they were all kind of period interviews done around the time of uh, when the movies were made. Well, with the actors, anyway. The yeah, directors Clooney wasn't going to do that now. Current. He flat out refuses Hell that no. Yeah. Well, he made a joke in, in one of the features about, well, basically I decided to play Batman like a, a primetime doctor. <laughs> was pretty goddamn funny. Hey, I mean, whatever. It's, it's what they wanted to do. They wanted to make something that was friendly. I and mean, frankly, I'm surprised Batman and Robin's PG-13. Because very, all the violence, it, the violence is so silly. I mean, so much so that you have cartoon sound effects. Like when someone trips, it's whoop, you know, that kind of <laughs> sweeping whistle sound. Yeah. And when someone gets hit, it's like, boom. Like, it sounds so cheesy. And I'm thinking, how is this even PG-13? This is so tame. Yeah. But I guess if it was PG, definitely nobody would have gone to the see it. The problem was that they just put so much money into it, like the set pieces and everything else, and they were never going to get a return on that. Because Warner Brothers, like they said, like invested everything like with the sets and the costumes and the the gadgets to make that movie and it didn't do what they wanted. Well, they did. And it they had so a fifth fast. one planned right away, but well, then the fourth one tanked and they're like, "Well, we got to scrap this." Well, apparently Joel Schumacher wanted to go back to gritty Batman after Batman and Robin. He wanted to do it based on Batman Year 1 and get back to kind of the early days of Batman and reboot of a Warner Brothers at that point didn't want to do another Batman movie because that one hadn't done the expectations. Actually, it was interesting on the documentary on there. He looks at the camera and sincerely apologizes to anybody who was upset by Batman Robin. He said, I do take responsibility because I'm an adult and I did agree to make this movie and I knew it was going to be what it was. But if anybody is that seriously upset by this movie or disappointed or offended, I'm sorry. There comic book movies than fucking Batman and Robin. Daredevil. (laughs) Daredevil, (laughs) Elektra, Spider-Man 3. I'll even put Spider-Man 2 in there. Yeah, 2 and 3, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, granted, I didn't see. I X-Men see Daredevil Origins, Wolverine. Or Catman, uh, Catwoman, rather. 
Um, oh yeah, Catwoman. Yeah, one of the biggest box office bombs in history. Yeah. What oh, Catwoman yeah. was? Catwoman. I believe yeah. it didn't. It didn't do well. well yeah. <laughs> you can see maybe why they want to stay out of the comic book business, Warner Brothers, at the time. But uh, yeah, it's weird. Well, you know what? I don't think, and I said this last year, because they've been trying to get a Wonder Woman movie going forever. I just don't know if audiences will get behind a, a strong a movie based. Yeah, based on a female superhero, they won't. Unless I mean, she's super hot. It's only, makes, well, it's like, only been yeah. two years since Bridesmaids. It was like, oh my God, women can be funny. <laughs> like, yeah. There's this breakthrough. <laughs> the light bulb that all off. of a sudden, yeah, exactly. Where it's like, wait a minute, women can make funny movies. Maybe we should have two female leads in a movie that isn't about chicks. Yeah. <laughs> so a movie that's actually, that people are going to want to go see more than just the Grey's Anatomy crowd or the rom-com crowd. So that's what I mean. I, since we just... Teenage boys. Since oh, we, Megan Fox is playing Wonder Woman. That was rumored for fucking ever. Well... Like, she can't act, first of all. <laughs> yeah, like, that stopped you from seeing anything she's been in, Jack. Well, Let's yeah, be honest. That's a good point. <laughs> you're not you're not going there to see acting chops. If <laughs> we're going to make a, a movie about Wonder Woman, I don't know if anyone's going to care enough for the acting to even have to be good. Well, that's know. true, but that's that's what I mean. Yeah, I just you, don't see don't it happening need, like, anyway. And you know, I don't Meryl see Wonder Shreep Woman being type talent gritty like Batman and uh, Man of Steel that's coming out. Man of Steel doesn't look gritty, though, I don't think. Grittier than the original Superman's? Maybe, yeah. but it looks when he's not in the Superman suit, it looks like a Nicholas Sparks movie in the trailer. He's just <laughs> a guy wandering around with a beard trying to hitch a ride, and Kevin Costner's in it, speaking with that southern drawl. No. To me, anyway, but I don't like Superman anyway. First of all, he's not a man. He's an alien, so the name is wrong. That's true. And uh, I can he, hear Corey turning this podcast off right now. Say it, I'm done. Ah, fuck this. <laughs> Go yeah. listen to the Nathan Fillion fan show. And uh, hundred out of a hundred fillions. <laughs> that's a, by the way, that's a joke that I'm going to take full credit for right now. In, in that I made a crack earlier today with Corey that in the way in my Corey impression, well, it, it sounds something like this: Well, if money's measured in millions, then good acting should be measured in fillions. <laughs> so yeah. that's easily going to be a running joke now. Nope, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But needless to say, they, they didn't do another movie after <coughs> Batman and Robin, at least not for years until Christopher Nolan got hold of it and did Batman Begins, which was great. Now, what did you guys think immediately having seen it? Did you guys catch it in the theater? Ryan yes. and Andrew. You, I Andrew? Think, yeah, I, Andrew. I think I did go We saw you. it together. Yeah. yeah. Did you? We okay. saw Batman you Begins. You used to go to the movies. <laughs> yeah. That was like the tail end of his movie-going Yes, my stage. movie-going life. <laughs> Yeah. What Batman Begins was? That was a holy tail shit. End. It was getting towards the tail end of when. No, because in 2008, I saw there were still Harry Potter with... movies in the theater. Are you yeah, kidding? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, were you a latecomer to the Harry Potter franchise, Andrew? Or have you been yes. on boards? Okay. Well, no, I have no because obviously the books came out first, and I was like, "What the fuck is this bullshit?" And the first movie comes <laughs> out, and it's you know, obviously real kitty, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this bullshit?" My sister's like, "You gotta see it." <laughs> Fine, I'll see it. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And then it got darker and darker, and I'm the fan I am now. Yeah, as soon as I get dark, we're on Prisoner of Azkaban. You and all the other Harry come latelys decided to jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> like, oh, never mind. <laughs> These movies are pretty good. <laughs> Just kidding. Look, Commissioner Gordon's in it. Oh, wait, no, that was before he was Commissioner Gordon. Never mind. Yes, it was. Yeah. Sorry, Jack didn't smack me over that one. But anyway, were you guys on board for like, oh wow, this is going to be pretty cool if they keep doing these movies yeah. from Batman I Begins? It. I like, I, I like the direction they took it because they made it so gritty, which I believe Batman should be. Yeah. Right. Well, you understood the reasons why he was just always Batman in the movies that came before it. He was yeah, already right. Batman. Now it was, it's like, it was cool to see the origin yeah. of it, and How I love that it was very, very dark. Oh, definitely. I like the the lack of goofiness. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was. I mean, there are moments like there are little Michael King moments. moments. Yeah, you can bow the jag, just bring it back with a full. Like they tank. sprinkle the humor in, but it's nothing. But it's a serious obnoxious. story, yeah. right? Yeah, it's right. just a little, little lightheartedness in the middle of like, ha, ha, back yeah. to the action. Like right. Everybody chuckles for a couple <laughs> seconds, and then it goes back to you need that balance. Darkness. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But it doesn't feel like shoehorned in. The humor wasn't. No, not at all. No, no, it, was very it wasn't a Michael Bay movie where it's all right. Action scene's done. Let's stop. Let's do a movie with some silly ra- scene with a silly racism, and then we'll get right back into the action in about five minutes. Yeah, the story keeps you going. It was definitely there for that one. Definitely go to the theater and beat the summer heat. Just check out a Batman movie. Uh. Now, did you guys think it was a prequel? Bef- like, I thought it was a prequel before I actually saw the movie. Did you think it had anything to do with the like the original series or anything like that? I, I didn't think it had anything to do with no, the original series. No, I thought it was going to be something new. Around the, around that time, the reboots kind of started. Yeah, I thought so, this was going to be something new completely. Yeah. So I kind of thought, well, I mean, the title gives it away. Batman Begins. So yeah. you think, okay, maybe this is a completely new story. I was such a big American Psycho fan that I thought, oh, cool. <laughs> Patrick Bateman's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> that got me really excited at the time. But, oh, shit, that's all he had to say. Yeah. And I was I was in I was fully in. I wonder if in. there'll be any uh, Huey Lewis references. In this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging an axe. Batman going to beat the That's shit random. out of somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drop a chainsaw on somebody's head. It's yeah. be square. <laughs> hey, penguin! <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would be really funny. It didn't go that way, obviously. But uh, that movie fucks with your head. Oh, man, can Psycho? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. That's that's top ten that for great. sure. I love that movie. Not just because the Huey Lewis bit, but uh, anyway. So, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it, and I, it kind of it almost got by me, actually. I missed it in IMAX by a couple of days, but I was just like, oh, shit, this movie's really, like, completely floored me, because I, I kind of wasn't expecting it. There wasn't a whole lot of promotion to hype behind it. It was like, oh, it's going to be a Batman movie. It's like, everything, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, it doesn't do Batman movie this summer, and it kind of It was, was, that's right, it was the same summer as episode three, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. And after I saw it, I was like, holy shit, that was really fucking good. Yeah, that was the underdog, for sure. And probably the only one that feels a bit like a comic book movie out of those three Dark Knight movies. In as much as it's on the Scarecrow, and it's a little silly. Yeah, yeah, I The villains aren't completely threatening, because you never really see them do much, but it had had more of a dark tone. You didn't have a physical villain in that. Physical meaning, like, he fights them. Yeah, it's kind of in bits and pieces, but at the same time, you could kind of get behind why, oh, this is why he's Batman. And there's yeah. the, the yeah. Batcave is there, the the Tumblr, everything that you know of Batman from the other movies is still there, just reincarnated in some new form. And Rucker Hauer, no yeah. less. <laughs> that doesn't get people on board. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know what? I, that's one of the things I think is kind of funny about Christopher Nolan, especially in these movies, is he picked people where it's like, wow, where have they been? You have Rucker Hauer in that. Anthony Michael Hall was in The Dark Knight. Yeah. Matthew, and Matthew Modine was in Dark Knight yeah. Rises. Like, Jesus. That was very random. <laughs> I know. It was just surprising to think, wow, where did they get these like, people? Who dug him up? <laughs> right. You th- I mean, it makes sense because these are people who have done a lot of stuff, so they know how to jump into a movie and get the job done. But right. it almost seems random. And, and for a franchise like that where you can get probably anybody, especially with all the anticipation that was behind The Dark Knight, you could have gotten literally anybody, I think, to be in that movie. Right. I thought it was really cool. They kind of plucked people who... Probably were in obscurity at that time. Yeah, but yeah, I like th- that they um, that they stuck Killian Murphy in the second two movies as well. Yeah, yeah I like, like little pop parts in yeah. them where he just pops up. That's funny that yeah, no, especially in the Dark Knight Rises, he was hilarious. Yeah, like, was. Everybody in the theater was like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> collectively laughed. Yeah, that was that was a funny moment where all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, he's still around. <laughs> okay, death by exile. <laughs> it was so great. That was really and great. And you, Ryan, went to the midnight show, The Dark Knight, when that opened. If- I yes, correctly. You told me that. Yeah, 
And that was that night that I impaled my knee and passed out on the sidewalk <laughs> in front of my friend's house. But before that, yeah. <laughs> how was it? Because I remember like days leading up to this, it was oh, going to be packed. fucking yeah. like. I saw it in brick, and it was it was packed. It was crazy. Like I barely got a seat that night, barely. Andrew and I saw it at the same time the day after it opened. Actually, we were in different theaters, like different locations. I was in Atlantic City, the IMAX. He was in, I think, the theater by Freehold Mall. We we were Who kind did of see that with you saw it with your cousin Chris. Did I? You I don't did. Even remember? I remember. Well, you and I were talking about <laughs> it afterwards through text about funny things that we liked about the movie because we were both kind of blown away by it. That's the funny thing. As see, Dark Knight is one of those movies where I keep watching it and I always enjoy it. But there was really, and there are very few movies I think that that have done this for me anyway. Where the first time you watch it, literally, just your head explodes. Yeah, nothing's going to oh, be I- like that first time where you think, "Oh man, that!" Like, as soon as it was over, I was like, "No." I don't want to have to wait another couple of years for another I, one. I, I yeah. felt like empty. I was like, everything's taken out of me at this movie. And then he went home to your vault of Batman toys and yeah. felt better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> staged we're supposed action to feel... scenes with his. With exactly. Are we supposed yeah. to feel sorry for you? You went to Toys R Us after the movie yeah, was over. I like, probably did. Yeah. I'm going to go reenact the fucking Jack's movie. Jack's sitting Indian style on his bedroom floor and he's just reenacting. Yeah. <laughs> but doing the Danny Elfman theme. Na, 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 na. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that movie was just because it just kind of the suspense kept coming and the movie just didn't stop and at the same time it's one of those movies that is very very cohesive the more you watch it it's wow there really aren't any gaping plot i mean you can nitpick little things here and there there are people who do of course well there are always going to be those people for every movie but at the same time overall as a movie and i think that's why it was so huge and when we saw it again in the theaters this past summer i hadn't seen it for two years because i would watch it every time it's on hbo and on dvd and then to watch it again it still fucking holds up like yeah it does like it it, it felt like that roller coaster of emotions again and, and seeing it in theaters it was like oh my god it's still so good. Roller coaster of emotions. Jack. That's something that was plucked from a review somewhere. I know it. <laughs> that was very soundbite-ish. Yeah, it totally was. You can refer to the Dark Knight trilogy as a sweeping epic now, Jack. Yeah. It is. Yep. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Fuck you. Yeah, right. Jack Ebert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm expecting. Thumbs up all the way. Yeah, I think. <laughs> now, actually, moving. Uh, everybody loves the Dark Knight. I mean, if. if they're a very small pocket of the world population who doesn't enjoy that movie, which is bizarre. All, but all four of whatever. them are assholes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But now let's move on and discuss the Dark Knight Rises because we really haven't discussed it as a movie at all on the show, which is odd because, like I said, talked about Batman a lot, talked about movies a lot. Yeah, it seems natural we would talk about. It. But now it's been a year; people have absorbed it. Uh, I've absorbed it now multiple times, having seen it. Which incidentally was great because Jack and Ryan Corey and I went and saw the Batman trilogy in IMAX leading up to the midnight show for the Dark Knight Rises. So we basically saw it opening day. And it was cool because I hadn't seen Batman Begins in IMAX and seeing Dark Knight in IMAX again was great, which frankly is a marathon. I think if they had that like once a year, people would go. People would continue would go to go. again, yeah. absolutely. I think so because those are just fun movies and they are very, they're huge movies. So to see yeah. them in the theater is, come on. I mean, you had to be kicking yourself at least a little bit that you didn't see Dark Knight Rises in the theater, Andrew. I would have liked to see Watching it, it yeah, at home, yeah. yeah, it's definitely not the same no, thing. No, I would pop my ass in the seat for nine hours again and go through <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah it was a good time. The movies, right? It was like oh, 20 yeah, was minutes, like... I think. It was a longer break between the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises because you had to wait till midnight until the show started. So I think it was like at least a half hour. But that was fine. You were able to go out, get a bite to eat, 
maybe use a cell phone. And that was so crazy, the <laughs> crowd, too. Like, I had never been a part of that kind of experience where the, there are so many people in the theater to see one movie. But even that, because well, yeah, it was a when midnight. when we got out, they were doing... Another um, show at 3.30 uh, uh, in the morning. 3.30, and people were lining up for that at 3.30 in the morning. It took us almost an hour to get out of the parking lot. It was oh, ridiculous, because yeah, right. it was so packed with people coming into the next showing in IMAX. And then, I think they had another show at 6 a.m. I'm pretty sure they went all night. Did they really? I think so. Wow. I could be wrong. Or maybe like 6.37 if they had a 3.30 show. Probably, because the movie was almost three hours. <laughs> right. But I'm pretty sure that they had showings almost all night, which you can understand. You know people are going to go. Oh, yeah. So it makes I understand that as much people say, oh, I can't believe they're doing shows. Well, people are going to go. Yeah. So that's why they're doing shows at 3.30 I mean, I was a little flabbergasted by that, though. Like, the amount of people that were lining up to see a movie at 3.30 well, totally. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes I was it like, easy. I know this is huge, and uh, I might have done the same thing if that's <laughs> how it played out. But I was like, really? I'm sure people took, the, since everybody people knew the release date for this, people took off. the day off of work. Oh, people took that course. Friday off right. to go. Maybe they came home from work, they took a nap for a few hours, got some dinner, yeah, or went to a diner or something at midnight, and then like, went to see crazy. Dark Knight Rises Well, you said to me crazy. when you were waiting in line for food, it's like 2,000 shows are sold out across the country. Yeah, yeah I, was, was, I was getting updates through Fandango or something. Or his tweets, or maybe Box Office Mojo, they were updated. It was something like Dark Knight Rise was accounting for like 90% of ticket sales or something for Friday. Wow. Which, no surprise. Oh, opening day. I couldn't yeah. imagine being in that theater to see something else like that no. day. Who's, well, I mean, who... it was four years that everyone was waiting for it, which is why it wasn't so bad that here's my first little um, picking apart Dark Knight Rises thing. Now, bear in mind, I love the movie, but it we is all a do. seriously flawed movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the more I watch, I've seen it now four times. I saw it in the theater once, I've watched it three times on Blu ray. And the plot holes gape more and more with every viewing <laughs> where I think, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Whereas, like I said, opposite for Dark Knight, where I can watch the Dark Knight and I think, wow, all this holds up. This seems very, very cohesive and I don't see a whole lot of holes in this movie. But Dark Knight Rises, every time I watch it, I have more and more questions, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But the first one was, everyone was so excited. Woo, it's been four years. Okay, Inception was great, but we still had to wait an extra two years for a Batman movie when we thought we were going to get one sooner. And it takes 45 minutes to see Batman. <laughs> I checked yeah. last night. <laughs> People are a little uh, little miffed by that. Well, yeah, and Batman is total on-screen time. The movie is like 22 minutes, and the right. movie's two hours and 45 minutes. That is a little ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. He rises, but not for long. Not for long. <laughs> not for long. Gets his back broken. <laughs> then he rises again. So he does rise twice, yeah. but... Not I mean, we were watching the uh, the honest trailer for it. Yes, which is hilarious. I it mean, is. It, it pisses me off to some extent, but it's also hilarious. Well, for that movie, it's accurate because I just I myself can't go into a movie to do that to pick it apart and to look for plot holes and to look for those. Yeah, you go for the entertainment, right? I, I just go to be entertained at all, and I usually don't ask questions about the movie afterwards. <laughs> well, not like, well, yeah. why did he do this, and how did this actually happen? This isn't realistic. I, I just I can't bring myself to do that when I go to the movies. It destroys the experience for it, you. It does. And there's so many nitpicky yeah. things that people have bought up that are so minute. Like, how does he get back to Gotham? Well, they could have actually made a scene somewhere where he gets back yeah, but to that's, Gotham. That's not minute. He's in the middle of the desert, and then all of a sudden he's fully clothed and back in Gotham City, which is so closed off. But he snuck his way in, and we don't know how. Well, he's Batman. Because he's Batman. But yeah. he's not Batman. He they wasn't could've... Batman. He was out in the desert with I nothing feel... but a, a poncho. I feel like there's certain things you should just assume, though. Without having to pick it apart, like obviously he's going to get back in because otherwise, how's I mean, they could have made it. But nobody, but nobody it would, if it was so locked down, since Gotham City was so locked down and nobody could get in, they're keeping such a close eye on everybody. That's why I'm just thinking, how the hell could he have gotten in? How did three months pass by? He was broken well, back and yeah. all that. Like there are just things that, where you look at it because that was 
my major immediately as soon as the movie was over as much as I enjoyed it. And you're always on that high from, oh, man, four years. I can't believe it's over. Even when the movie started, just seeing the Warner Brothers come up, like, oh, my God, this is it. This yeah. is dark people are fucking it. cheering. Yeah, exactly. And Corey's saying, why do people have to cheer during movies? Oh, he's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are people enjoying themselves? <laughs> like, thanks, uh, subsequent Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for filling a, in. It's just the opening credits, Corey. Yeah, relax. exactly. Like, people are, have been waiting for this, man. Just relax. And they did cheer anytime anything cool happened, but still, well, that's people cool. were excited when you're all, all together in a movie theater like right. that, and people you've all been enjoying so long, and you enjoy it. I don't if, mind that occasionally, where people will clap at something, or well, if you're crazy enough to sit in a room with the same room with strangers for ten hours, right? You have to have some sense of community by the end of that time, yeah. where it's we're all here for the shared experience, and you do. So that stuff doesn't bother me in a case like that. Yeah, there are no assholes standing I mean, up and booing something. It's not in the, the no. case where someone's just talking the entire time, sitting behind you, or yeah, exactly about anything unrelated to the movie. Yeah, people are there because they want to be there and they want to enjoy the movies as they are. The only thing that really bugged me immediately was, wait a minute, that's all of a sudden it's snowing in Gotham. There was one riot, and that's it. Like it just didn't feel like. Three months supposedly passed, but it just didn't feel like it at the time. And as I watch it, I think, wow, this is really, really rushed. I'd be curious to see. It'd be great, I think, to see a director's cut, even if it was three and a half hours. I'm sure it would right. probably. I'm oh, sure I, there was more that was filmed that probably had to, just for the sake of the running time, get cut out. I'm sure there's plenty. But, I mean, it's hard to rush a, in a, a movie that's two hours and 45 minutes. Well, it is, but at the same <laughs> yeah. time, it felt, that's, that second half all of a sudden is like, wow, everything's just too Everything's too, too compiled in, yeah. in, in uh, a like small amount of time. I didn't like the second half of that movie at all. What's that? I didn't like the second half of that movie at all. As great as it was, I didn't Didn't it feel like... kind of rushed, though, for being a long movie? All of a sudden, like, he's healing up, and then he makes it back to Gotham, and then he fights and Bane for I felt like about a minute and a half. forever. <laughs> well, and there's no indication of how quickly time is passing. Like they say yeah. in one scene, Gordon's like, that bomb goes off in 23 days. And then the next scene, two, three uh, hours. Tomorrow, tomorrow that bomb goes off. Yeah. What happened for three weeks exactly. that you couldn't think of something? There was one riot. That you're meeting, you're, you're <laughs> meeting in it. kitchens. Like, w- what's happening yeah, for and three weeks? The, and the police commissioner <laughs> won't, fu- won't see you or the police chief won't fucking talk to you outside in the street anymore and all this other shit. You know what I do like about those movies is that in the Dark Knight movies, the cops are all inept, with the exception of Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> and, and John Blake. Uh, he was so grossly underutilized in Dark Knight Rises, because after the Dark Knight, I was, I was looking forward to his story. Like, okay, he's been dealing with this, and all they really say is, oh, his family left him, and he's out of commission for the majority of the movie. I mean, Gordon played such an essential part in The Dark Knight. I was thinking, man, he's really going to come back, and we're going to deal with his story. Yeah, like, him and Batman and like, are both th- in the, in basically bedridden. Yeah, for and part it's of like, the movie. you know, I wanted to see well, at least a sucks. scene where yeah, like this the guy in a mask and an overcoat, and he's eating up all the scenery. Yeah, <laughs> or like they have like some meeting years later, and he's like, you know, you did this, and just some sort of confrontation to like bring back that tension. But there was nothing. It's like, oh hey, you never knew who I was. Oh yeah, uh, think about it. Here, yeah, I'm gonna go take care of this. Everybody else figured it out. <laughs> yeah, like that—that that he was so grossly. Were you Bruce Wayne? Oh shit! <laughs> that voice threw me this whole time. Even the scene when <laughs> he has—I not hear it. Even the scene he has with uh, John Blake, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, was kind of like you don't—you don't know what I've been through, and you know I have my—I have blood on my hands, and this and that. It still didn't feel like all right. They're not really tapping into this as much as I'd like to see it. Like, yeah, like exactly. this man is guilt-ridden and has dedicated his life to holding this lie up, and I didn't feel well, like not that long. Yeah, <laughs> that much time passed. I mean, he'd spent eight well, years not being. Well, that's Batman. maybe maybe they'll have deleted scenes, but I mean, if if they put everything that everyone wanted to see in that movie, it'd be six hours long. That's fine. Sure, it's fine for you. Exactly. Here's my argument. Yeah, I don't like made, my ass going numb. They could have made two movies easily out of it. Like I understand the fascination of the trilogy, but come on, this well, is bigger than it a didn't. Tri- it didn't have to be a trilogy, but they would have had to definitely end the Bane story. I don't think you drag that out for two movies. 
I just felt like everything about it. I mean, look, the opening scene was great, and that was one of the things that got me to see Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, was that, oh, cool, I get to see the first six minutes of Batman and then want to stab myself in the face for the next two hours after that. But, oh, you know, roll your eyes up. all you want. Yeah. But, <laughs> silly. Just anyway, silly. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone was frustrated. And that was, I, I was still reluctant going into the movie thinking, I don't know how Ben's voice is going to yeah, sound. I hope they, I hope they fix Ben's voice. Well, once they, he talked, I went over to you like, they fixed it. Like, I immediately leaned over and yeah. said to you, recording. As soon as you heard, yeah, uh, uh, perhaps you want to go and shoot a man <laughs> before throwing out of a plane. Then it was, okay, good. Yeah. Like, that, honestly, I exhaled a sigh of relief. Because I'm sure as soon as everyone saw that preview, they were like, you better fucking fix this. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I, I'm, honestly, I was worried because I'm thinking, if I can't understand the whole What movie, the hell is actually uh, happening in that scene? I still don't know. I've seen it four times, and I still don't know exactly why that all took place. Like, well, what they were trying to capture Bane, or they were looking for somebody. They and, were looking for somebody who knew Bane, so they had three potential suspects whose bags d- they didn't take remove from their heads, basically, until they, they got, let them get on a plane. Well, yeah, at all yeah. until one of them speaks up, and then they pull the bag off. Yeah, they didn't background check any of these guys to take their fingerprints well, before we the let them on a plane. That's the whole point because they didn't. Also, they also didn't kill them. If you notice, they already put the gun next to their head, they, and then they shot the the shot at the, out at the, the plane. They shot it, yeah, at to the make window, you think because them. you got a bag over your head. Oh, they're killing off my friends. I better talk. Right, but what were they doing? Bringing those guys on in the first place? Just and they gave themselves. Seem, they were they were looking for that doctor. They were picking up the doctor, but then it's like, hey, we got these three guys too. Yeah, and then they were trying to find Bane through those three guys. Who is Bane? Oh, congratulations, you found him. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> and then they found you at the bottom of a ravine in the wreckage right. of a plane. Congratulations. No, that scene visually is fascinating. Though. And they filmed right. it like in the air. And they filmed like all that stuff. Like they took a piece of a plane, and Christopher Nolan was in a helicopter. They did, yeah. They and basically did a composite really of a bunch nuts. of different things yeah. to make it look as good as it did, and it did look great. Yeah, even seeing that when we saw the previews, like holy fucking shit, <laughs> that's all real. And it, yeah, it was even frankly more terrifying looking at it because I mean, being that high up and having your plane hijacked where you're being dragged by another plane mm-hmm. is insane. But it looked great in IMAX. But that's another one of my grievances with the film, having watched it on Blu-ray, is the constant. Shifting of the aspect ratios annoys the fuck out of me watching it at home. It really does. I didn't notice it so much in the theater From, like, because the IMAX, IMAX screen to... is so big. Yeah, all yeah. of a sudden it's filling the screen and then it's a cropped picture. I mean, it's not really cropped, but you got the black bars on the top and bottom. Right. It just shifts so much throughout the movie where it's, well, here's an exterior shot and then we're going to go down to widescreen again. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems so. It's, it, it bugs me. Like I said, watching the movie at home, I didn't notice it watching it in the theater because the screen's gigantic in the IMAX. Yeah. I mean, when you I saw it again in just a regular theater, and that's it always looks the same. Yeah. Because IMAX footage, needless to say, was only shown in IMAX. But since the Blu-ray is formatted to show it, the the majority of the frame from the IMAX filming, <laughs> it, it bugs me watching it at home because I'm thinking, God, I wish that would stop. I, I don't. I didn't necessarily notice it that much though when I was watching the movie. I was so enthralled by it that. Yeah, you don't know. I, I wasn't up on thinking that about until... it when it was happening. Well, watching it at home, though, that's what I mean. Having seen right. the movie, there weren't any surprises. I saw it again in IMAX too, and I just was—I was so into it that I wasn't even noticing the frames. Well, no, like I did, that's what I'm saying. In the theater, I didn't either. But did you right. wa- have you watched it at home? Not yet. I okay, have it, but so... <laughs> I haven't watched it at home yet. I think it's going to stand out a lot more when you do watch it at home. I—I I think. I don't know. I mean, did that bug you, Andrew? Since you only saw Honestly, it at home, not until you said something did I really realize that that happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, I'll have to go back and watch. I mean, and, but that's that. not me being nitpicky. It does. It shifts constantly because right. some stuff was shot in IMAX and some wasn't, and some wasn't. So it is pretty noticeable. And because I think about an hour of the movie is in IMAX, and then an hour and forty five minutes isn't. 
it just becomes more obvious. And I wasn't looking for it when I watched it, but it was definitely more noticeable when I finally watched it on a TV. Yeah, yeah you're in more of a, it's more confined, so you're going to notice Yeah, that. exactly. You don't notice it in the theater because you're too busy keeping up with the action. You don't notice that, oh, wait a minute, there's not as much of the screen getting filled out as there was <laughs> in the last scene. You're just so swept up in it. Because you're getting swept up in the epic. Yes. Yeah. And beating the summer heat and checking out a Batman movie in the theater. And I also didn't like how they just dropped Catwoman in the second act. Like, she just saw him get his ass kicked. Catwoman then... didn't need to be in the movie, period. Yeah. I gotta be honest. She really didn't. She didn't need to be in the but movie. But are you gonna all. argue with Anne Hathaway no. in that Anne Hathaway's tight... ass-clad leather? Oh no, God. not at all. That and Scarlett Johansson's suit. Like, I like the little... The that little, and Scarlett uh, Johansson's ass in the, in the Avengers made that the summer of leather-bound asses. Mm. Leather-clad asses. You, you little, really, you just can't argue with that. The no, little no. kind of pun they did with her uh, goggles. If you notice, whenever they yes. were up, they, look, they're up, they look at cat ears. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was clever, the way they designed that. And there's and the whole thing with her being watched or monitored or being in Bane's crosshairs, like, they never had a scene together. That's another thing in The Dark Knight Rises. All the actors didn't have scenes together, where in The Dark Knight, everybody kind of has at least one scene. Yeah, Bane doesn't interact with her, even though she turns the Batman she in. The is, is when she kills him. Yeah. And, and like, watching Batman get the shit beat out of him. That's yeah. it. But you don't get the struggle of, like, Bane's after me, he's going to kill me. Well, even that seemed like... It's like, I have people after me well who? <laughs> like, well even that seemed like all of a sudden in the same scene it's oh bane and catwoman know who batman really is like, <laughs> like in that scene it's all of a sudden it's uh, how the fuck did they how does everybody know he's batman all of a sudden like, like, like yeah, joseph Levin knows it, it catwoman yeah. and bane know it it just seems all of a sudden like wait a minute there was nothing to, there were no hints well, dropped Bruce wayne's gone for eight years batman's gone i've got it like is that it like is that like the simple version because I, I don't get that either well, that's what I mean. I, I just feel like all that stuff was just—it was too open-ended. I mean, you could assume, or you could say, "Well, maybe it's this, and maybe, maybe bypass it." But to me, like I said, it just stands out more and more. And I'm thinking, well, what, how is it he went through the first two movies where no, well, except Rachel knew his identity, but he came close to revealing it in The Dark Knight. But then right. all of a sudden, it's like, oh, by the way, everyone around you knows who you are, except Commissioner Gordon. He's yeah. a top cop in Gotham City, yeah. but he, he's he the only one that doesn't. Know. He hasn't figured out that you have the same mouth as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems kind of silly. Yeah, the mouth doesn't give it away. And no, not at all. Michael Caine. Let's talk about him. He's fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, he's brilliant. Definitely. Definitely. And I will forever be attached to him as as Alfred. He's. Oh, when I heard they were casting him as Alfred, yeah. I'm like, that's perfect. And he made me cry twice. Both times I saw the movie in the theater, he had me in tears. You know what? That, that honestly, scene. that was rough. Because it was it, it was worse the second time when I saw it. I I, I just couldn't even really, even though it. you knew the I, ending, even <laughs> though I knew, like just seeing that that emotion from him when he's talking to to Bruce at his at his grave mm-hmm. when he thinks he's dead. I just I could not. Oh yeah, it. the second time I saw it, I lost. Even it, though too. I had already seen it and I know what happens, <laughs> it, it just he's so goddamn good. Oh, definitely. Like I, I mean, in that moment, that's how I knew. I was like, they yeah. can't. No, they can't end it on yeah. Alfred Cross. Well, I was so down the Bruce first Wayne's time I saw dead. Like, you got to be fucking yeah. kidding. <laughs> like, that's well, it. I think we were all kind of looking at each other when that was happening the first time. We were like, really? Our Are they going to do this? Uh, Please yeah. tell me they're not going to do this. Right. Well, I was thinking, how does this resolve itself? There's no way this this series ends on this downer. Yeah. Oh, that's it. He blew up. Right. He gave his life to Gotham, and that's the end of the story. Yeah, I, I was... really didn't think that that was... That that was how they were going to end it. So I'm thinking, how is this going to resolve itself? How's, and with Christopher Nolan being good at the foreshadowing, which he does in all his movies, mm-hmm. there's always the, the reference to something that's going to go on later. Right. Whether it has to do with the ending or not, there's always something we realize, oh, yeah, there was something about that earlier in the movie. Sure enough, you one of the last things you see. pick up on second time around. Yeah. And that's the only purpose Catwoman served was, oh, okay, oh, all of a sudden, after eight years of mourning his kind of, sort of girlfriend, now he runs away with this thief. Yeah. This petty thief. <laughs> <laughs> he runs away to Italy. It's like, yeah, I'll disappear with you. You know who I am. And 
And nobody in that fucking Italian bistro was just like, oh, shit, that's Bruce Wayne. That's Bruce Wayne. Let me tweet this real quick. There are still people swearing Elvis is alive, but nobody was like, oh, shit, that's Bruce Wayne. Right. I find that to be a little weird. I couldn't suspend disbelief when it comes to that because people tweet about everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I felt like she was completely kind of pointless. I really think she served much good in the movie. The villain could have been just Bane, except for the fact that turning... But she's Batman not, over to Bane. That's kind of it. But she's she's really not all the way villain though. In, no, they've in this always case. had that kind of chemistry where she's good. Like she's, she's not a hundred percent bad. Well, no, but I don't know. As much as Anne Hathaway is certainly easy to look at, I mm-hmm. certainly like Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Yeah, having seen that movie again recently, I mean, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Jack's <laughs> first Jack boner, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> So, and I don't think Bane was as intimidating as the Joker. The Joker was fucking nuts. Well, and the, Bane was a physical challenge for Batman. It was physically imposing, yeah. Yeah, but right. you but, know Batman could find a way to beat the... Like, could there there wouldn't have been anybody they could have topped the Joker with. There could have been... There was no. no villain. I don't know every villain in the Batman universe, but, but I, I don't, certainly I don't, think don't think... that they were aiming for that, though. I don't no, think they, they weren't were trying at all. to top anything. They went, and they went kind of real world with it as well, in keeping with the theme of the series, where it was very much stuck in reality... In as much as it's like, okay, someone could come along and yeah. have a group of he's whoever. He's a bunch of thugs. He's blowing shit up. And he's could selling a bunch really- of morons on a, like, hey, this is your city. Take it back. I'm yeah. not going to get back into the impression again. But. <laughs> I mean, could that really happen to New York City or, or Los Angeles or Chicago or some big city in the, in the United States where somebody takes it over completely Maybe. with the threat of a bomb or the threat of something? Well, the threat of freedom, of no authority. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in a world of the 99% and people camping out on Wall Street because they think it's a protest. Yeah, I, I certainly do think so, where it's like, hey, wait a minute, especially when you hear all the political rhetoric about the haves and the have-nots and the loopholes that the, the, the well-to-do and the well-connected and all that have. I think so. I think there'll be a lot of people who be like, yeah. Well, there's a lot of jump the up Dark Knight Rises. Don't send every single cop that you have into one place <laughs> at one time. Yes. There's <laughs> some shit going down under there. I'll send the entire police force. Right. Except two of us. Like in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Christmas. You can steal City Hall. <laughs> well, that... Yeah, let's put all the cops into one job. <laughs> in the whole well, city. It's not like if something was happening that the majority of the police force wouldn't be put there, but sending everybody underground into what could very well be a trap. Right. That's a different story. If you're sending people around, because there are bombs going off and a lot of explosions around New York City, like in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. It's different than keeping pulling cops off of traffic duty. And looking out for jaywalkers in New York City and putting them on something like bombs going off and saying, oh, yeah. Oh, and that let's, led let's to Ryan's favorite scene in a movie ever with the football field blowing up during a football game. Oh, I loved that. <laughs> uh, all right. I did, I That's did, so awesome. I did enjoy I that. that. I can't really pick on that because that was that was kind of no, fun. No, that was so yeah. awesome. <laughs> and, and, what and a way it looked to get a great. Message. It looked fantastic. How, oh, how it did. did that. That's one thing. I mean, obviously, we knew that was that certainly was a CG scene. But any mm-hmm. computer animation they do in these movies... it. You really doesn't tell. look like it. No, you can't tell. No. That's why it's it's so well done. The the I mean, I think it's a little. The little that it needs is done so well that it just blends pretty seamlessly. Even the the ship whatever when the, he, like, flies through nights like that looks pretty authentic. Yeah, whatever the, the helicopter he uses, the big I'd call it the bat. Yeah. <laughs> whenever that, I guess it's the bat. They just call it in the movie. They never really refer to it by anything else. Even with that flying around, well, you know they didn't actually build a fucking helicopter to fly around Chicago yeah. when they filmed the movie, <laughs> but it still looks really, really good. It doesn't look cartoony. No, not at all. Which is fun, because most CG, as I've said many times, one of the frustrating things is, oh my god, everyone's so reliant on CGI lately. And in this, it actually works, and it blends where it seems like, oh, okay, there's a fucking ship flying through 
what's supposed to be Gotham City. What the fuck is that? Who's flying a helicopter that low? Now, there's one person among us who has expertise in an area of Batman that none of us do, and that's Andrew, with regard to the video games. Because I don't know anything, and I won't play them because they look too good. <laughs> I'm serious. You're I can't out. throw. I'm You're sure missing, I am. I don't care. Throw I can't out. throw away 120 hours of gameplay on You're Arkham missing City. The fuck out because that Arkham City was the last time Mark Hamill ever voiced the Joker after 17 years of voicing the Joker, both in movies and the television show. He and Jack can agree with me. He is the voice of the Joker I grew up with. Jack Nicholson can't top it. Heath Ledger can't top it. That is the voice of the Joker to me. Is Mark Hamill's impersonation. Same thing with um, Kevin Conroy. He's Batman's voice. I can me. see that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's done it in the majority of the animated movies. But he still does. Right. He's, st- he's the only he's, guy you want. And to the do cartoon. Yeah. I believe in the series, too. The, the bunch se- of different the, animated the series. series all the movies. The only one I know he doesn't do in is uh, The Brave and the Bold. Well, that's it, a kiddie show. It is. It's like, let's ba- have Batman fight aliens. Someone, no. Yeah, <laughs> the Crisis on... And be friends with Aquaman. Two Earths <laughs> movie, too. Someone else did the voice of Batman. I forget who. wasn't the usual people who mm. voiced the DC animated movies. But, but either the- way, still, those are the two voices you recognize. And they're in the video games. They're in Arkham Asylum, which is modeled after the comic series of the same name. And then Arkham City, which is pretty much just an expansion on that, which you see Ra's al Ghul in. Ah. They're just fucking excellent. The, the development, the, the look of the game, the feel of playing as Batman, you really do feel like you have to do detective work. You have to decode certain... Um, Joker's creepy as shit in that game. He really is. And that's, the, and that's what you'll hear a lot of gamers talk shit about, is at the end of Arkham Asylum, you fight a giant Joker. Like he's taken this... like. Bane's venom, they warped it and he's turned into this giant hulking thing. And like, you'll hear the comic purists in the video games going, but that's the Joker, he doesn't need to be a fucking mutant. But he's fucked up and crazy and he'd do that shit to himself. So it makes sense. It's it's just really, really good. And Mark Hamill goes out with Bang because the Joker dies. Done. That's a definite part of the story? That's not something that's a player option? No, that is the definite part end of Arkham City. Oh, okay. He's dead. Wow. Joker is dead. In fact, they had expansion DLCs come out uh, for Harley Quinn, who is voiced by uh, Tara Strong. Again, another character, another another voice actor that you can't mistake, where she's got even more insane because he's dead. Oh, um, and she's bl- and she's blaming Batman for it. You actually play as Robin, Joker's fuck toy. Yeah, yeah. Harley Quinn. <laughs> would have liked <laughs> to have seen her somehow in the Nolan movies. Oh, that would have been fucking crazy. Fucking, yeah, and like what they made her look like. I wonder if they would have gone in that direction had Heath Ledger not died, because I can't help but think they would have hung on to the Joker after the Dark Knight. I would Knight. hope they did. Right. I'm sure if he was still alive, they would have roped him in. Like, come on, at least give him a scene. Yeah, something. he would have been a major. Star and maybe by they would have put Harley Quinn into yeah, the Joker, whatever the, the third Joker movie gang would have would have. Definitely been a huge thing with Anne Hathaway could have played her instead of Catwoman. Like no. I don't think she's that she could play crazy that way, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. I think they can probably get somebody who's a little more... I, I mean, I can't think of someone off the top of my head. Helena Bonham Carter, no. Um, who? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, Helena Bonham Carter, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bring back Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but no, the the, the two, and, and you play as Robin, and you play as the Tim Drake version of Robin in that, because also you can play as Nightwing in certain versions yeah, no, those those games were excellent. You were trying to convince Jack to buy an Xbox a just game, to, yeah, just to fucking buy those two games. In part because you could punch a shark at some yes, point. Yes, you could punch yeah, a shark. I got many yeah. messages. If that doesn't sell you, Jack. Then yeah, I come don't on. Know what will? Batman, Why can't you drop three hundred dollars on a doorstopper like an Xbox? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to you, I'm saying, not you to the average punch bear. A fucking shark. We've been in this house a year. I still have not hooked up my Xbox. <laughs> it's well, been sitting on my floor covered in dust. That's because you're all guitar heroed out. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's nothing, there's all nothing I got. left. There's nothing left for you to, to touch. Another thing, Andrew, you're really into, and Chris and I have subsequently been into this too, the animated movies. The all DC the DC animated, animated yeah, movies. Yeah, I've watched the majority yeah. of them recently, and they're really, really they're good. They're so much better than the Marvel ones in my mind. Yeah, well, yeah the, the Marvel ones well, the are thing boring. Is, if you look at the audience for the Batman series. We were about the appropriate age when that came out, between the ages of 7 and 10 or 11, when the Batman oh, animated, animated series came out. Yeah. And now, if you think about it, we're in our 20s, early 30s, and... That audience has grown up, and we're watching these grown-up, gritty, dark Batman animated movies that people our age fucking love, as yeah. much as, like, the Nolan trilogy. And, and of course, uh, what's his name? Uh, Frank Miller gets his call back. Frank Miller, the writer of 300, of uh, some of the years of Spider-Man, the black suit Spider-Man, of Wolverine, of Did he do uh, Sin City? Yes, yeah, Sin City. That's right, yeah. he did yeah. Sin City. He, mm-hmm. he was a big comic book writer around that time, and he wrote the... No, I don't. I keep saying the Dark Knight Rises, the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, the Dark Knight Returns. The two DVD, the two DVD Blu-rays that just came out, where it's actually five comic books and they made it into one graphic novel. Where it's fifty Which years. Was it's fucking 50, excellent. Fifty years into the future, where Batman and Commissioner Gordon have both retired. Batman is an older man now, and now it's a whole different world because crime has gone back up, and there's a whole different gang and. He basically Batman relapses and goes back to being Batman. Right, but he's right. still older. He's not. Oh yeah, he's not fit at un- all. He's he's an old. He man. shouldn't be doing this. I no. got. I got to be honest. I and think somehow Alfred is still fucking alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he decrepit as hell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they put him in a bionic suit. I think that's one of the reasons that honestly Batman and Iron Man have resonated so much with people more so than other characters because they are real men inside suits. They're not gods. They didn't they have, have any, any superpowers. They're not aliens. They're just men who put on suits who are able to do extraordinary things. And, and well, they're rich men, so they yeah. have resources as well. Yeah, and even in like the movie credits, he's credited as Bruce Wayne, not Batman. Bruce, right. like it's the story of Bruce Wayne, this trilogy, and yeah. the story of Tony Stark. And so. I asked Andrew earlier tonight who his favorite superhero was, and he answered with the Punisher, who's just a man, who's just a man. Suit. And Batman is my favorite as well mm-hmm. because he's he's a man. He fights with his bare hands. He doesn't have superpowers. He, he has cool he, gadgets here and there, but you know he he's not going to lift a purpose. planet or yeah. Any at the heart of it all, like he's, he's a man he's in a, a suit, man. and that's right. what I love about the the Justice League series and um, the Blu-ray came out Justice League Doom. Is even though Batman is a man and part of the Justice League with a bunch of superpowered individuals, Martian Manhunter, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, all these people that could easily kill him, he has contingency plans for all of them. Right. Yeah, that, that was he, he's very smart. Yeah. Oh, he's incredibly yeah. smart. I thought that was a cool wrinkle, actually, in that movie, which I bet threw a lot of people off because I forget when that came out in relation. It came out around the time of The Dark Knight Rises, I think. I think that came out last summer, didn't it? Justice League Doom? Doom, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, about a year ago. And I'm sure it threw off a lot of people because having seen Dark Knight Rises, and they're like, hey, oh, there's this other Batman animated movie. Let's check this out. And Bane sounds like Cheech. Oh, so yeah, that threw everyone <laughs> off. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, Batman. <laughs> he was. I think, yeah, I think it threw everybody off. Where they said I like, didn't know where the body was. Yeah, he's not seen yeah. it at all like Sean Connery. What's going on? Yeah. I did see uh, Under the Red Hood with you. Yes. Actually. That was, that, that was that great. Was very Excellent. Good, yeah. That yeah. was really, really good. And it's that, very dark, and I like it that. It is like you, you'd yeah. like Justice League Doom then, too. Yeah. You need to watch that. The Dark Knight Returns parts one and two were great. Mm-hmm. I mean, The Joker in that, you guys would... I know, Jack, you were enthralled with it that's the oh joker i was waiting that to see in one so of these movies because fucking it's creepy it's the joker that i've heard about who's just laying waste to innocent civilians crazy. it was disturbing exactly. like yeah. it was real i told andrew like you know given recent events where the horrible tragedy that's associated forever with the dark knight rises it's like god damn it that's really like it's killing innocent people and you f- feel that 
It's yeah, horrible. Even though it's, it's a cartoon, fucking horrible. Like, like Jesus, you, this guy's really running rampant. And yeah, just excuse me, you know, killing Pardon people. Me. No, get yeah. out of my way. And just there were people who were in his way. Yeah. In the middle of what is he at a carnival or something? Yeah. Yeah. There's in another the one that love. we watched too. Um, Nightwing shows up. In that the, was um, uh, uh, what Batman was that? Uh, that shit. was under the we, we watched. Was, was it Red Hood? Yeah, it was Red Hood. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. fighting amazing. Because we watched another one after that. I don't remember which one it was. NPH was Robin, I think. Right. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. What Batman? What other Batman movies do, do I have? There's Batman, Superman, Apocalypse, right? Which I didn't really like. I enjoyed I like that, that one. one. I thought I that was like cool. One. And like I said, I don't like Superman. Because I like enjoyed Dark Side. I like the ending of. Oh, we we probably watched uh, Superman Shazam after that. Okay. That was good. I love the, the Green thing. Arrow one. Was I like amazing. the yeah? I like the other shorts more than Superman Shazam one. Yeah. I thought the Green Arrow one was great. I like to see that characterization Spectre turned into a movie. I thought well, uh, they have the TV Spectre, show now, Spectre which is was awesome. very cool. And then Jonah Hex with Tom Jane. Doing Tom the voice. Jane is Jonah Hex, yeah. <laughs> far right. superior to Josh Brolin doing Jonah Hex. See, they put Megan Fox in comic book movie jacket. Didn't work. Yeah. Nobody yeah, cared. Go fucking figure. You probably saw it though. No. It didn't. Oh, never mind. It didn't make more so, than forty million. Yeah. I have a uh, question for us to go out on. Sure. Now, how convinced are you guys that the Dark Knight series is actually done? I think it's done. Your own opinion. But I think Batman in movies is not done. Regardless of you know what Christopher Nolan says, how convinced are you, are you that this is actually complete and that they're never going to do another one? I think that this... Um, Batman... I agree with Jack. I think Batman's going to continue to be in movies. I know they want... And we talked about this last year as well. That the idea is, since there's a Justice League movie in development, that that's going to be used to launch the next phase of Batman and to introduce all the other characters and Nolan. then give them solo movies. No, 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 no. I don't think he's going to be involved. I don't mm. think Christian Bale just... It'll better. more closely resemble the older involved. Batmans because Batman okay. will be involved, Robin will be involved, they'll have like different suits. That'd and... be great if they actually involved Nightwing. I don't yeah, think like a Tim Drake, but Robin. even um, or do you think there'll be like a spinoff of some sort? Since they clearly introduced Joseph Gordon-Levitt, well, there was, as Robin I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't think so because ha- the the movie ended on that note where it's kind of open ended, or it's not yeah. like you have to be Batman. I don't now. see. I mean, yeah, they definitely kind of like left it open them. for more. They absolutely did. Yeah, but Christopher In Nolan always way. leaves the ending of his endings of his movies open. Right. Look There's at not Inception. Be a sequel yeah. to Inception. Fuck that movie. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, not in the respect that it sucked, but because of just the thinking that went involved in that. Yeah, Wait, he it sucked. Yeah. No, 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 no. He, he just, loves the movie. He I just do. doesn't like that it's open for interpretation. That, and that same whole, thing. That whole ending in Inception, she's just sitting there going, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, when we saw that movie years ago, like there was a collective like, what? When, yeah, when exactly. Like, like, oh my God, what, what was it? But I think that's kind of the thing where it's like, well, okay, well, we know his name is Robin, but now he's is he taking over as Batman because that's new bat signal. And all these questions kind of rise up. I mean, obviously people ask Anne Hathaway there. in interviews where it's, is it going to be, are you interested in doing a Catwoman movie? She's like, of course I'd be interested in doing a Catwoman movie. They're not going to make a fucking Catwoman movie because she ran away with Bruce Wayne. Right. Yeah. And were they going to follow her around as a thief? Yeah. <laughs> That's it before she meets Bruce Stealing Wayne? Stealing paintings in Italy. <laughs> exactly. I don't see that really happening and being particularly interesting. I really feel like they should leave well enough alone and not mm-hmm. Batman and Robin it where it's like, hey, let's get another one in. Yeah. I just don't think it's, it's a good idea. If they're going to relaunch Batman, because frankly, I think... Batman is bigger than one man in the same way James Bond is. I don't yeah. know if you can say that for many other theatrical it, characters. It always has been. Yeah, obviously. they can't just... Br- you can't just... If they, it's the suit eventually, the star. Eventually, when they try rebooting Die Hard... <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. You can't... Yeah, see, Ryan, again, Ryan's upset by that. But you can't just take somebody and say, this is John McClane. Like, there's certain characters where no. it's just not going to work. Nope. Or you can't reboot the Terminator. I mean, they kind of tried with that, where there's another... It wasn't so much based on... I need to cut John Connor. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that as much. I mean, even something like that. They went one 
time too many with Terminator. They made Terminator 3, and everyone's like, yeah, they pretty much did okay with Terminator 2. You could have right. stopped. So I really don't think they want to do that to themselves. I think they'd be- rather start another phase of Batman. There's so much source material to draw from yeah. that they so could just think make... And it'll be a different Batman movies. story. It's just going to be a, a different new, Batman each new time. story. Yeah, I think this particular era of The Dark Knight, I think, it's, I think they opened it, they closed it, and they're probably going to leave well enough alone because I don't think they want to overdo it because... Because it's grounded in reality. You can't really get Superman in there and have it start making sense. Like, oh, there could have been superpowers in that uni- in that in that series because right. it's so grounded in... like, like Obviously, Bruce Wayne you know, and Selena Kyle looked happy at the end of the movie and you know they can live a life in peace, but you never know. Like, you never know what happens to the Gotham. The way he is so back and forth, I was like, maybe I do need Batman again. <laughs> maybe they do it. <laughs> like, I gotta go back to Gotham and maybe they do clean dark, the shit up again. Maybe they do a Dark Knight Returns. Something yeah. happens to Selina Kyle and he's feeling lonely. He makes his way back to Gotham. See, that would be interesting like 15 right. years after The Dark Knight Rises. like They try to do something again, but that could end up being horrible. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Like I, said, I think that's, I think that's Alfred I has, has about... had his fill. He's going to have a heart attack pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, he has to exactly. keep worrying about Bruce Wayne. He's like, emotionally, I'm spent, yeah. Master Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> I've dealt, this is bullshit. I'm yeah, a, I'm sure. stop, you're going to have to get yourself a new fucking butler. Yeah. Get that kid who you handed the Batcave over to. He can wait on you hand and foot. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> That'd be a really short movie. It'd be fu- it'd be good as a funnier die video or something, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where they revisit it in a few years. Get Michael Caine and Christian Bale in the scene. That'd be amazing. Exactly. Right. It'd be fu- if they did that as a joke. That'd be different than oh, okay. Well, let's actually do another one. We'll wait fifteen years in the real world to do it, and then it's The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. I just don't feel like they need it. They they close the story of Bruce Wayne as Batman. They showed you how it began. Yeah, the next Batman they will don't be need more to. comic booky than anything, which is fine. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Yeah, another hour of bat talk. Yeah, we keep like I said, we keep coming back. This this probably won't be the last hour. No, it won't. It's come up in saga cast and bat cast and film cast and Oscar cast. Your mom cast. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that episode should come soon. Actually, it'll probably come out next week too. Somehow, (laughs) someone will make reference to Bane's voice. Even in Oscar cast, where Jack felt that Dark Knight Rises was so slighted when it came to Oscars, but that's completely untrue. No, it's not. It's not a great movie. I love it, but it's not a great movie. Well, Nolan Dark Knight's been nominated for director. Why? I stand by it because he's a great director. And he did so much to make that production work. But he's done so many better movies than that. For Inception, yes. For Dark Knight, yes. For Dark Knight Rises, no. As far as execution, just because it looks great and just because Batman's in it (laughs) doesn't mean that it should win Best Picture, Best Director, nothing. I I definitely think The Dark Knight was a superior movie. Of course. Uh, yeah, everybody. Of course. And, and every, I loved Rises, way. but Dark and I, Knight was And I love Batman Begins. That, was, yeah. that probably was my favorite up until Dark Knight came out, even mm-hmm. with the, the previous like four. Like out of all of the Yeah, Batman definitely. Movies. I thought, oh, this is totally new. This is gritty, and this is... I, I can get behind this This Bruce Wayne as a character, because like I said, now you understand where it all started. All right, well, there you have it. Again. Again. <laughs> and not for the last time. <laughs> There'll be more Batman talk. But for now, this is Chris. This is Jack. This is Andrew. And this is Ryan, and thank you for listening to the only podcast that matters. (laughs) 